As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 301, and today we are starting Voidtober! <laughs> That's right, it's 2022's Voidtober. I am Alex, your host, and my, I'm Christina, and my lovely co-host, Christina. <laughs> Calm down, fucking, fucking cocaine. <laughs> I wish. She's drunk. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Mama had a little too much sauce. But yeah, it's fucking Halloween, motherfuckers, and it's Voidtober if you've been around here a while. Which, you know, it's surprising. I always find someone new that's been listening to the podcast that I had no idea that has listened to the podcast. Like, someone would, like retweeted me, and I was like, hello? <laughs> you listen? What? There's people out there. I know people listen, so thank you. You guys rock. I just want to say, any of you who retweet, by the way, are legendary. Even in hell. <laughs> Which is funny because Voidtober starts this week with the podcast, and we are doing Hellraiser from 1987 and Hellbound Hellraiser 2 from 1988. <laughs> That's right. So we decided to pick those movies because this week, of course, on the 7th of October, Hulu is premiering Hellraiser, the reboot, which looks fucking delicious for Voidtober, who's who's over here just exuberantly fucking excited about Voidtober. Look at you. I can't wait for Killer Clowns. <laughs> she made me uh, put Killer Clowns in there. I had suggested it. We had something else. You were in gonna place take it away and put I was in take some it lame found footage movie that you've never seen before, and yeah. I was like, "No, no." The way we look, keep it spooky, okay? Yeah. The way we look at it is as as uh, Voidtober is like we try to pick movies that we've seen before, possibly or that we enjoy, and it's really kind of like celebrating all of that while doing some new stuff too. Because you're gonna be, I'm gonna be doing YouTube videos of the newer movies that are coming out. There's a lot. There's like Dario Argento's new movie. We got fucking Hellraiser coming you out. You just did Smile. Yeah, we got uh, Deadstream or Dead. Yeah, Deadstream is another found footage comedy horror movie. Uh, there's another uh, VHS 99 is coming out, which Halloween I can't wait. Halloween ends coming out. Halloween ends and Terrifier 2 and all these other movies. I'm going to try to do Terrifier 2, but we'll see. Is that in theaters only? It is right now, and it's going to be out on. I think it's going to be out on. Uh, oh, 
one of the streaming services, my brain's farting right now, which they let. It's okay. That's why there's Google. Remember, they let me watch Pussy Cake? That streaming service. Screenbox. Screenbox. Which was just taken over by Bloody Disgusting. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, so, they'll so probably, they're in charge of it now. I'll probably get some, some information on that then. Um, yeah, if you're listening, by the way, good work. We love you, Bloody. Right. So I, I, they're one of my favorite sites. I still watch, you know, I listen well, to yeah, Dread Central. I do all of them. breaking news. Right. It's hard, guys. I don't think you realize how lucky you are to have so many wonderful sites that do this kind of shit. And there's some underground ones that I love to read to that are just, you know, fan service. But, you know, like, man, it is a lot of work to run a website. I tried it <laughs> on top of everything that I do. And I had to, we had to cut it out because I was just... Just editing alone took me like an hour or so each each article and stuff because I wasn't used to doing it, you know, right. and I'm not an editor. So what the fuck am I doing editing for? <laughs> but anyway, welcome to Voidtober, guys. 2022. We got a lot planned. We got streaming. We're going to be doing Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. We have a discord that we use for the Twitch streaming that you can follow. There's a link in the information down below. You just follow it to Twitch. Twitch will take you to the discord layer. You can join for that. We talk about stuff, share stuff in there all the time. Um, and we have a lot of fun on the streams. You really guys are missing out if you aren't doing it. Also, our YouTube followers, if you guys are new to this podcast, which is I'm trying to be better about like combining all the different things we do because I've done a terrible job at it. Did you know that Plimke never signed up for the VIP club? Why not? I don't know. I asked him and somebody else recently, and I was like, what the fuck? How are you going to win if you don't sign up? I didn't even know I had to sign up. <laughs> I'm like, am I failing at what I'm doing? or am We I haven't done one in a long time. I think, honestly, the last time we did one was last Halloween. Well, we've been, we, I'll be honest with you guys. We've been it's broke. We, we have been very like, broke. I have. We have the stuff to get a give away, but shipping has even media mail shipping has become so expensive. Yeah, we're trying like, our best. I'm not even doing eBay anymore because I just can't. Yeah, she was I doing it a lot, it. but it was just too much. They raised the price on everything. Everything. And it was, everything. It was pretty bad. But this time we're going to be doing the giveaway too, which is, it's got a 4K in it. It's got Blu-rays in it, DVDs in it. And I think it's a really good box. Plus Me there's too. some candy in there that you guys can have and enjoy. So, um, you know. The dolls and stuff that are in the video are not not included. No, by those the are way. mine. Yeah, that was you. You need to put a little <laughs> was, caption oh, in there. Whatever. Not included. Dolls not included. Yeah, I know. Josh is probably watching it. Like, hey, I gave you that. The little Jason. Did he? Yeah, he gave it oh, to us. Oh, I thought. Um, I thought I got that. Anyway, whatever. no, Josh got it for us. Oh. Remember? And he he also got us that Chucky, Chucky thing. He definitely got us the Chucky. Which fucking holy shit! I love that thing. Me too. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Hope you're still around, buddy. I love you. Miss you guys. So what else is going on this fucking October, Christina? Are we going to be doing anything? Is there plans? Are we going to put I've, up the tree? Uh, if I can get to it. We're getting the fucking tree up. God damn it. Um, actually, uh, I only have a skinny black tree, and it's that I, I meant to remember I got rid of the red Christmas tree last what? year. Because, it, well, it was really old and it was falling apart. So I was like, I'm chucking it and we're getting, or I donated it, sorry. I'm like, I'm getting a new tree this year and now I can't get a new tree because <laughs> I can't afford it. Oh my God. So, But I do have the black skinny tree. But the problem, I'm usually all decorated and stuff for Halloween by now. But my brother, we're storing my brother's stuff. It's in the garage. Oh my which, God, you dude. Know, How many years? 
years are we going to go without what? anything? He's moving into his new place next week, so... Well, we're decorating. I don't give a fuck. Just give me a couple more weeks. I'll get it up before Halloween. Calm the fuck down, okay? All right, well... Jesus fucking Christ. Just, you think I don't like decorating? Like It's not that I don't... Th- it's not about that. I just have not left the house, and all I ever see is the same shit. I need a new environment. Oh, well, if you picked up the shit and did the dishes, then it would be a new oh shit. My, you better tell them that you're joking, because that's joking. a bullshit I'm right joking, there. I'm joking, but it was really funny. I am working out, though, sort of. I tried working out one time, <laughs> and I hurt myself too much, because I was like, you know, I was like, walk along the razor's edge, you the ha- limit. And I pushed way past the limit. You have to ease yourself and then I, Yeah, I know, just like the butthole. But I was like... <laughs> Exactly. That was pretty quick, though, right? That was, that was, that was really quick. But uh, <laughs> I love that you didn't get mad at me, too. That's so weird. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I pushed it past the point of no return. And the next day, the next morning, it was actually okay. But it was then like... you sit. And then when I got up yeah. and then I sat on the couch, I sat up and I was like... Ah, ah. <laughs> I walked out like a fucking penguin. Like... I. <laughs> And then, he, and then you complained for three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It's really fun, isn't it? I mean, I don't mind sharing my business, Christina, but you know. I'm teasing. I'm yeah, teasing. you don't have to make it sound so terrible. Jesus. <laughs> she's like trying to fucking roll me under the bus I'm for not. some fake shit she's making up. All I'm saying, guys, is just. I'm the victim here, okay? Don't even listen to her. She's She hurts people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we're not going to do... We might not have a tree this fucking year. We used to put up years ago, and you guys might remember this if you've been around a while. We used to put up a tree in, on Thanksgiving, before Thanksgiving, and no, then we would have... Labor, a, so starting, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. starting... Let me explain. Okay. Okay, I'm the master. Listen to you. Starting on Labor Day. Labor Day is like the all-out Halloween decorations, like my actual Halloween decorations, not my regular de- decorations. Start at Labor Day, right? And then Halloween ends. Halloween ends as we transition into Thanksgiving. No, that Thanksgiving. comes on the fourteenth. Oh, <laughs> it took me. That took me a second. It took me a second. <laughs> Halloween ends November first. We transition into Thanksgiving, which yeah. we, you know we only got a good month, you know, of Thanksgiving decorations because then we have to trans transfer into Christmas, evil Christmas. So, and it's different every time. The trees are different every time. I usually have two trees in the house because I like, I like decorating trees. Yeah, but she threw one out as you already heard and I didn't even know about it. Yes, you did. And I'm sure if we went back to last year's podcast, we want to get one of those Christmas trees that has all the LED lights on it so you can change it to whatever color you want and like do all the different patterns. No, that's that's not what we want. I want that one, the black one of those. And that way we can color anything we want and then put whatever shit we want on it so it's not limited to you know and i don't want i you know it's cool like i know some of you guys are like oh you get a real christmas tree because we live in the desert well yeah that doesn't help either but you can still do christmas trees out here it's just a pain in the ass yeah but i want a there's this black and white spiraled it's you know spiraled like striped 
black and white oh, tree. Oh, the candy cane sort of Yeah, and one. I mean, there's lights in it. There's LED lights in it, but I really like that one. I've okay, been wanting well, it for like You knew what years. I meant. Jesus. Years. Being well, so goddamn well, you, specific. You're the, you said the tree you wanted. I wanted to say the tree I wanted. Me, 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 me. <laughs> As I Patrick actually, would say. I actually don't like the black Christmas trees after having this black Christmas tree. Because it's not as bright. It's, it's not, yeah. I think you could do more. I could see the white and the black being a good one. I actually did like, yeah, the white and the black one, and I did like the red one. Don't they do, again, oh, what's that company that does all those? There's like one Tree, company. Treetopia. Treetopia. Yeah, they specifically do specialized Christmas trees. We're not sponsored by them, but if you guys are looking for one for yourself, there you go. <laughs> They're really expensive, though. Oh, I think they sell Treetopia. It has an Amazon store, so you can look on Amazon. Maybe we should post oh, they do like a like a, oh, links. I see what you're saying, yeah. Maybe we should post some links. They do uh, sales occasionally, but it's like in January and it's like fifty dollars off. Yeah, and they're really expensive. They're trees. like six hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the ones I want are like two fifty, three hundred, which I think is expensive. For the candy cane ones, the, the candy cane one is is two two fifty. Oh, that's not too bad. I guess. Uh, yes, it is. I think it's expensive, but I'm just saying it's not as bad as six hundred. I'm never going there. No, ever. No. I mean it'll last a long time. I, I might as well just go slap a homeless person, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you, you know. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, like, it seems like a waste of money, you know. Like you could help somebody out What do you not want happiness in your home? <laughs> Does that not worth <laughs> something know? to you? I mean Am how I gonna... about we go slap some homeless people with some of these blu rays? <laughs> Oh, wow. She went there. Someone's getting fucking choked out in their sleep tonight. Sounds gross. God. Put a drink in her, why don't you? Fucking. Why don't you have another sip, huh? huh? There's not even like that much in there. Do you want to try some? Hey, look, we have to tell people about these movies. We're doing a service for free to people. We don't charge them anything. So, okay, these movies are an investment into people's livelihoods, okay? Uh-huh. These are the visually homeless that we are helping out here. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that, no, 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 that was a horrible joke, Alex. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to defend it, goddammit. Now, <laughs> it did, it now I just feel like shit. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Happy Voidtober, everybody. Fucking podcast over. <laughs> anyway, I think it might be that time. Oh, Shots! Jesus Christ, Christina. <laughs> you, you she everybody's gonna want her to get drunk now, and it's just not a good I'm thing. I'm not even drunk. It's apple juice. Oh, you said it was alcohol. And a little bit of bourbon. Not enough. I should have put more in there. Oh. I thought it was mostly bourbon. Jesus. No, it's not. I'm She's not like, I'm, it's just apple juice. I'm probably going to go put more in there. You haven't even tried it, so I don't want to hear it. I don't want it because I don't need to drink. You fucking drunky. Anyway, so what we're going to be doing today is a horror shot themed around Hellraiser. We decided to pick Butterball, which is one of the Cenobites who wears the cool shades. And he's quite the portly fella, <laughs> to put it nicely, you know. <laughs> uh, but he is uh, is always kind of an interesting character. Like all the Cenobites, except for the female, have a name, by the way. Real progressive fucking Clive. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But- <laughs> That was weird. That's weird. Yeah. She's, you know, the female she's one. She's the one female. So we'll just call her the, you know, yeah. female. Troglodyte Cenobite. Wait, does she have a name? Yeah. Like, no, it's just the female Cenobite. 
Oh, they didn't give her a name later on? No, there's on? the Chatterer Pinhead, yeah. which Pinhead, they didn't come up with the name till like, during the shooting of. Right, wasn't he called, like, the lead Cinebite? Yeah, lead yeah Cinebite? exactly. It was, like, after the first movie that they actually came up with the name. Right, because everybody had to give him a name because he was right. so main thing. Oh, exactly. So but anyway, thing. Butterball is the big guy, the portly fellow with the glasses. He's pretty cool. He likes long walks on the beach, actually, and he's not such a bad guy. But we decided to make him a pretty sweet little shot that uh, we thought we might go well with it. And it's called a Butterball. And what's Amazing. in a Butterball, Christina? You made it for us, so tell us. Well, it's a third of each. It's a third of butter, scotch, Schnapps. Schnapps. <laughs> butter, scotch, 99. Booyah. Of course. Bring back the 99. Well, that's just to make it stronger. Yeah, and then apple juice. And apple juice. Yeah, yeah, we were like surprised by the apple juice. We were like looking up different ingredients to mix with butterscotch. Yeah, I was like, oh, what goes with butterscotch? And yeah, somebody was like, apple juice. I was like, all right, apple juice. So we're going to try it out and see what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had this before. Have you? No. Okay, these flavors. All right. Uh, you ready? Come to daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come to daddy. Hey, that's actually really good. It's really good. It's very butterscotchy. Oh, yeah, but you can taste the apple. Can you? It mellows it out. It mellows the sweet out a little bit. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's like sucking on those Welchers hard candy treats. No, I have no idea what you're talking about, Grandma. Yeah, exactly. You know, those hard butterscotch sucks. Sucking. (laughs) Did you you just call them sucks? Yes, I call it. What's it called? It's, a, it's the hard candy. Hey, Grandma, can I have one of your sucks? <laughs> That's really loud, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> She's laughing really hard right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> anyway, guys, so uh, if you would like to try a Butterball, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com. And check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, Voidtober begins. And it begins with our flesh and potatoes of Hellraiser from 1987 and Hellbound, semicolon Hellraiser 2, 1988. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and do that right now. <laughs> All right, guys, so we are back, and we are ready to start this mother-father. We're kicking it off with Hellraiser. We're switching things up quite a bit this time. We're actually going to be starting with me. I did the work on Hellraiser, in which I did pretty much... This would have been a lot of work for you, <laughs> I realized. I know, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take one for the team for Christina anyway, even though I didn't know that it was going to be more work for her until <laughs> I started doing it, and then I cussed her out a couple of times, cut myself, yep. and then got mad at myself for doing this but anyway for you guys i did all the work for her i'm just kidding (laughs) no hellraiser came out in 1987 it actually was september 11th that it came out 1987 and then it came out in the u.s september 18th or 17th i'm sorry in the u.s believe it or not this is technically a uk production right as clive barker is from the uk 
Um, things got switched up. I'll explain to you about that later. But this one's about a woman that discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped the sadistic, masochistic underworld known as Pinhedia. Oh. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> not really what it's called. Um, this is written and directed by Clive Barker, who is obviously the horror novelist that is maybe not as big as Stephen King, but for me, he was a big, big, big part of my childhood. You know? Oh, uh, crazy. I, I don't think my parents realized what I was reading. Um, <laughs> um, because there was a lot of sex and shit in those things, you know, oh. like, um, but yeah, he is also a painter. If you guys don't know. And he did direct other movies like Nightbreed and Lord of the Illusions. Lord of Illusions, sorry. With the dude from um, Dream On. No, not Dream On. What was the other one? The the one where he like switches into other bodies and he's like... Quantum Leap? Quantum Leap. Yeah, that's the one. Scott. Scott. Ba- Bacula. Yeah. Okay. He was in that movie. Uh, the special effects in this movie, Bob Keane did them. He worked for... About 700 pounds British sterling, by the way. Got his start on the first Star Wars A New Hope movie in 1977. He did Life Force, Crawl, Hellbound Hellraiser 2, Dog Soldiers, Warlock, Armageddon, Waxwork 1 and 2. I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle, which I forgot about. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, we talked about it, remember? We did the (laughs) review of it. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. uh, He also worked with The Dark Crystal, Alien, Boy Eats Girl, Isolation, which we just watched recently too, and many, many, many more. The cow one. Oh, he, that's why we like the okay, movie. Okay, that's right. Is because of the effects in that. Right. <laughs> so go figure. I just forgot. Anyway, Christopher Young did the music in this movie, which we had to mention because, dear God, the fucking soundtrack for this movie classic is one of the best soundtracks ever. I literally listened to all of the Hellraiser soundtracks, even in, no, it's not all Christopher Young, by the way. Just FYI. But I listen to them when I watch and read comics, like uh-huh. horror comics. And it is like the perfect thing. Ambiance. Literally like Hellblazer and all of these comics I would read with Hellraiser playing in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Anyway, he did movies like Sinister, The Grudge, the U.S. remake one, Swordfish, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Invaders from Mars, Flowers in the Attic. Yes, girl. (laughs) Hellbound Hellraiser 2, obviously. The Fly 2, The Dark Half, Hush, Drag Me to Hell. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities that's coming out. And The Empty Man and plenty, tons more. So, Some of the cast we have, Andrew Robinson, who plays Larry the Dad. He was in Child's Play 3. He also played Garak in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He was also in Dirty Harry, Cobra, Prime Target, Trancers 3, Pumpkinhead 2, Bloodwings, and he does the voice of Indrak in the Dota Dragon's Blood TV show. I think it's on Netflix. Ah. Plus more. A lot of these people, by the way, do work on that movie, on that show, Dota. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead, lead Cenobite in this particular movie. Obviously, the entire Hellraiser franchise, minus the last three movies. He did Nightbreed, Killer Tongue, Pumpkinhead, Ashes to Ashes TV movie, Book of uh, Blood, Exorcismos, which he does like a cameo in, Scream Park, Wrong Turn 5, Dota, Dragon's Blood TV series. He plays Kashura and Bisek, Bisrak, 
Uh, he was also in the United States of Horror, Chapter 3, that they're working on right now. Barn Part 2, post-production, and the trip in pre-production. So he's still working. Uh, Ashley Lawrence stars as Kirstie, the daughter in this movie, the star of the film. She was also in Hellraiser 3. Hellraiser 3. She came back for Hellseeker, Hellraiser Hellseeker. She was in Warlock 3, The End of Innocence, which is a terrible movie. Please don't watch it. End of Innocence. (laughs) Slipknot. She was in the Snuff music video. Yeah. Creep Show TV series pesticide segment that she did. Um, I think that was in the first season or second season. She was also in Dota's Dragon's Blood TV series as Orac and the Young Woman. She also is in a movie called Lower Lake pre-production that's on now right now. Claire Higgins was in this movie. She plays Julia the mom who can't get enough sex. Uh, got her start on Pride and Prejudice and TV miniseries. And Shocking. 1980, that was her first movie or show. She also was in Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, The Adventures of Young Indiana TV series, A Fantastic Fear of Everything with Simon Pegg. EastEnders TV series, she played Hazel. She was in Doctor Who as Ohila. I think that that's the dragon woman. She was like the lizard woman. Oh, okay. With Matt Smith. If you guys know, you know. Uh, Dangerous Liaisons, the new TV series, by the way, that they're putting back out. Oh, She's going to be in as well. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, and I think she was in the original. I forget. Mm-hmm. I looked, I, I forgot to look and check. Anyway, this movie was ex- not that expensive. I'm not going to tell you how much it was until I talk about my oh shit um leave us in suspense yes um but they did make four million four hundred and fifty three thousand two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars the first opening weekend in the u.s alone just in the u.s it made 14.5 million worldwide at the time which was pretty damn good for a horror movie so sequels were bound to happen in fact some say hellbound hellraiser 2 to happen (laughs) Like I said, I'll tell you the budget in my thoughts. Christina, what did you think? Keep us in suspense. All right. Yeah, this is a classic, you know, with a classic horror movie icon. Icons. Uh, or icons, I guess. She's a fun. I, she's just as big. I I was never really like a diehard fan of this. I never got into the lore or anything like that. I couldn't even tell you all the Cinnabites. I couldn't tell you the characters. I've maybe seen like three okay. of these, but I have seen I have seen this multiple times. I've seen one and two like multiple times. Yeah. But I was never, I never like really got deep into it. You okay, know. that's fine. It is a body horror movie, you know, from the late 80s. Um, I think it's a straight dark horror uh, movie. It's missing a lot of the campiness from the 80s. So that's what I'm sure kind of made it, you know, stand out because you had... You know, Nightmare on Elm Street it was kind of funny. You know, he's, well, part two. Freddy's was. a funny guy, but still, he's a funny guy. It wasn't that dark? Um, you yeah, know. we're late in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Late in the eighties, and this was pr- a pretty dark horror movie for the late eighties. Okay. I kind of think of it as like if you go into the nineties. Well, when Saw came out, I mean, that got pretty dark. Wasn't that two thousands? Well, well, yeah, you know, late nineties because it was 2000s. after Dawn of the Dead remake. I remember that. Oh, yeah, it was about the same time. Anyway, whatever. I'm just comparing. I'm just going through my thoughts. But anyway, I like this story, which is pretty much a soul that has escaped a, a hell dimension. But uh, it, it goes a little bit deeper because it has that this dysfunctional marriage aspect to it, which really stands out. Even watching it now, it stood out more to me now right. than it did in the past. Mm. Um but that's what made the story and the acting was really good at portraying that like uncaring housewife. 
You know what I mean? Because they had specific scenes where, like, she she wouldn't kiss him and shit like that. Oh, yeah. And she's very much the, the whole, like, <clears throat> English soap opera kind of woman. You right. know, like. Right. But it. it, it the love novels. It stood out. But I, I always thought this story was silly. Like, in the past with the wife cheating with the brother. I'm not spoiling anything. You said it in the in the bio but anyway yeah i always thought that was kind of silly but it kind of adds another element to like the overall story and how like frank lured her yeah you know to do his bidding um it's fucking <laughs> and I, you can't forget all these banging one-liners in this movie because <laughs> all these yeah. classic sayings yeah um the, yeah but like you said the music's classic um the i think it was like gory I think it could have been more gory. Oh, yeah. But I don't think the special effects aged well. Mm. With, because, like, you you know when, like, the hooks go into the latex? I mean, it's kind of, sure. like, obvious it's latex. But it's still kind of cringy. Well, we need to find out to tell you how much money they had. And then you'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That makes sense. Then. A lot of people say that, though, about the first movie, for sure. Yeah. I do wish there was more Cinnabites in the movie, in this movie. And I wish there was more of the other dimension in the movie, which is kind of good. There were sequels because I know it goes a little bit deeper. And then something that really stood out to me this time watching it, which I kind of went down a rabbit hole, is the first time Frank said, come to daddy. And I was like, that's too familiar. Was it that's, Frank or the father? It was It was Frank. It was Frank saying it's Julia. Okay. He said, come to daddy, like during the first interaction. I remember you was, saying it to me when we watched the movie, but I was like... Right. Focus. I didn't. I yeah. Don't I mean, he it. says it multiple times, but this the first one, the specific one, it's it was sampled in the Aphex twin song "Come to Daddy" from right. 1992, and like, and I I go I googled it to make sure, and yeah, it was, and it, they used that. And then if you actually listen to the song, because I went back and I listened to the song today, and I was like, oh my god, this is totally like hell right <laughs> And that's a classic music video if you're too young and you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's classic for, like, early techno, I guess. I mean, that's the, like... Electronic music. Yeah. But, I mean, electronic music and fucking... Harder electronic music is always borrowed from electronic oh, yeah, and, sample, and just harder music in general, like punk and... And like metal and shit like that. Yeah, they sample ho- yeah. movies pretty much. But I, I have a little bit of a hard time like rating in. I think I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. What about you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I totally understand what you mean by like grading this because yeah, it's, it's like. Yeah, because it's a classic. Yeah, and you've seen it so many times. It's yeah. like hard to like really kind of pinpoint it. You're like, after you've seen a movie so many different times, sometimes your natural tendency, if you've seen it too many times, is to give it a lower score just out of the, because. Right, because you're seeing things you didn't see before. Right, because you're not as amped up as you would be on a movie's first watching. Right. But you have to try to remember back in the day and think about all these different things about it. But yeah, this is just a classic, even if it doesn't 100% flow and show so much of the Cenobites. You know, the explorers and the further regions of experience. Demons to some, angels to others. Ma. (laughs) But you have to give them credit because this movie only had one million dollars. It's crazy. In 1987, which I think that, my friends, is fucking movie making magic. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because this movie feels exponentially big and it's deep in lore and craftsmanship. 
they have a box that's like the 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 like key to the doorway to hell and there's like lore on a guy escaping hell and then the Cenobites coming into hell and each of them have backstories and Clive Barker. This is, of course, you know, based off his novel, The Hellbound Hell Heart or excuse me, The Hellbound Heart, which, you know, it's just it's just really in depth into a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts going on. And for a movie that came out during the 80s like this, there's a lot going on for people, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot to digest and you can say what you want about the first movie some aren't fans of it and find it a little boring which i can understand because it is a little choppy yeah i understand that too but you have to admit a lot of the latter films are not so great so the first one is actually not so bad in comparison to some of those now i enjoy the third inferno and a fourth a bit in hellseeker but the worst has got to be Resurrection, the AK Puffy Face Pinhead, the one I made the video of where he's farting when he's coming up out of the ground. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. I, I think even Doug Bradley was really upset about that one in particular. I think they just nudged him out for some reason. And it's ridiculous because not only did it make, it wasn't, it was a movie without Doug Bradley and it was not a big budget film at all. It was just terrible. Wow. He literally comes out of a pothead's like living room, you know, like. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense. Um, But, you know, to me, the first movie is pretty nice. It's a nice bed to lay in and to lay out all the lore. But, you know, I have to admit, you know, we all love the like Cenobites the most. That's the most fascinating part, right? Totally. Like, it's totally interesting that somebody escaped hell and is being put together all in these different ways that we've never seen in movies before or stuff before, which is great. But the Cenobites are where you really want to see. And I think... I think that's why you kind of always have to watch the sequel to this. You know, part two kind of rivals this one pretty heavy uh, and different ways. I won't conclude that, you know, yet till we get to the next movie. I'll say both are still classics to me, regardless of which movie beats the other, mainly because I feel like they belong together. You know, okay, they just feel like it feels like one big epic film altogether. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't miss a beat. She wakes up in the hospital in the in the sequel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think I would watch one without the other is basically what I'm saying. Makes sense. Anyways, watching this one again for the first hundredth time, this is probably still, this is still pretty fucking fun. And there's a couple of things that I had forgotten about or just kind of misremembered, you know, because I run the two together. And so it's like hard to see which one fits into which, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This isn't my one of my favorite franchise, but it's far from the bottom ones of horror, you know? So, but it's still, you know, up there for a few of the films that they have done. And this one does feel a little jumbled at times, like I mentioned. You know, it's hard to separate Pinhead from Hellraiser because he's become such a huge part of the entire franchise and an icon. But you forget that there was a story that led up to him and they do that over the course of like five different movies. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. Shit, in part four, we find out a lot more about the box than we ever did before. And before we even know more about Pinhead, you know what I mean? Which they kind of do in two and three, and it's like really confusing. Speaking of which, there is just so many iconic things in this film. There's so many memorable quotes that I still use to this day. Jesus wept. And we have such sights to show you. Just iconic. You know what I mean? Like, And what a wild fucking story to boot. This is this is pretty much why I've always been a bigger fan of Clive Barker over King. is because he's more fantastical 
Ah, he's more, yeah. You know, it's King King loves fantasy too because obviously he wouldn't have done the Tower books if he didn't like fantasy. But, right. But I just feel like Clive Barker has this darker kind of overall edgier kind of side to him than Stephen King, where he's a little bit more on the classical side that's nudging into the edgier side where Clyde Barker's kind of younger and more, you know. So it's like Playboy and Hustler. Kind of, but I would say that like Clive Barker's definitely on the Hustler side. Right. You know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Stephen King's on the Playboy side. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, because he's he's definitely more uh, open about his sexual encounters and things like that, <laughs> which have really played into these movies. Like Nightbreed and this are very sexual movies uh-huh. or stories in general. But, you know, don't get me wrong, guys. I like I like Stephen King. Don't get me wrong. I just like how graphic Clive really is and detailed in his books. But all in all, this is a classic film, and it really feels weird to me to give it a score because, like I said, it's just, I've seen it so many times. I don't even know how to score it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just watch it enough. It's a classic. It's always going to be watched by me. You should watch it if you've never seen it. Like, what's fucking wrong with you? Even if you don't like it, you have to watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say an 8 out of 10 on this one as well. Oh, look at us. You know, it's almost like a 7.5 just because the first half of the movie feels so long and drawn out. Mm -hmm. I really just wanted to see the Cenobites. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But But they had to fill it with the story. Right. And then you also get a sequel, which, like I said, it's just you have to watch them together to really appreciate, I think, what Hellraiser is. Mm-hmm. So, but, but you know, you gave it an eight, we gave it an eight, so you got to watch it, period. If you don't watch it, you're a piece of shit and you deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> or go to hell. <laughs> go to hell! That's another fucking line, right? Oh, yeah. Which is <laughs> ironic. Right. <laughs> we do have some pretty cool trivia on this one that I loaded it up with, so... Sit back, grab your popcorn, brush your teeth, and make sure you've finished eating your... So you should eat your popcorn and then brush your teeth. Yeah, but make sure you finish eating any hot foods that might have maggots or, you know, similarities to stuff in it because it's going to get wild. So if you don't want anything spoiled, go down to the timestamps down below where we do the spoiler-free section of Hellbound Hellraiser 2, and then you can go to the timestamps down below to see what we're talking about next week or just watch the trailer that I put up and spent 12 hours on. For Voidtober. For Voidtober. 2022. Two. What year is this? 2022. <laughs> anyway, here's your warning. So did you know that the movie was technically supposed to take place in England? I told you this, kind of. Yeah, you did. The budget was not supported by all the visual effects and everything that they needed to come up with some compromises. Oh. In order to do so, uh, Clive Barker had to change some things to make it set in in America. And uh, so just for marketing reasons only, you know what I mean? So that they could like have stuff in the film that they could make money off of. Oh, okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? I think so, yeah. Um, so Clive, you know, he had to change the setting to the U.S. And if you notice, the house that they live in is definitely not oh, at a colonial yeah. home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an old ass house. And it is definitely not colonial. That is classic British fucking like upper class fucking home right, right there. And, 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 you know, they even had a dub for some of the actors in the movie because they... English accent? To do just like a regular American accent. American yeah. accent. I think it was the movers. You know, I think you're right. Because, yeah, I thought it was weird. Yeah, because there's not a lot of cast in this movie. But they, right. they did have that one guy that comes over, you know, 
that she bashes on the head with a hammer a couple of oh, times. Oh, from the bar. Yeah, he yeah. was British. From that normal American bar. Yeah. You, you know. Did you lock the door? Getting some Budweiser. Yeah, his mouth's all, Adrian! <laughs> also, Hellraiser wasn't the original name either. Clive wanted the obvious choice of Hellbound Heart, but the producers are like, eh, it sounds too romantic. <laughs> yeah, Hellbound Heart, it sounds like a, a, a lifetime movie. <laughs> Well, he they said it was too um way too romantic, which I mean, you know, Clive considers th- Yeah, the, this to be this to be a romance. Like the male romance. Well, it's because stuff. Julia's like totally fucking like does anything for her sexual, you know, experiences and her love. Right. I feel like it's lost. I don't really think it's love, but whatever. But this, it didn't please Clive very much, and he got really pissed off about it a little bit. And I'm not sure if it was like out of spite or anger or whatever, but he had suggested another title, which is rather funny Sadomasochists from Beyond the Grave. <laughs> so I thought, Jesus. They, they were not having that either. They were like, no, nope, we're just going to name it for you since you obviously have no creative license right now. Uh, to do this and you're not taking it seriously which you know come on it's his fucking story dude like uh there were some you know some tussle with uh, him and the producers he had way more power than he thought he did when they were doing this there was a couple mm-hmm. of times they had some push and pull and i think that's partially why he went to production side on the sequel uh-huh is so that he didn't have to deal with that again Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to do the director thing next movie. Uh, the origin, obviously, of, you know, they, they they called it Hellraiser, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> In case you didn't know. Uh, but the origin of Pinhead came from a 1973 play that Clive Barker actually shot and uh, did live with mm-hmm. Doug Bradley as one of the stars in the movie. Oh, he played an inquisitor and there was this sort of elegance and sort of like strength about Doug that he saw in Pinhead that he wanted Doug Bradley to play Pinhead uh, for this movie before he even told Doug. Mm -hmm. And he uh, also said that it came from another story that he did called The Forbidden where a wooden block had nine-inch nails stuck in the intersections of these squares, these carved squares in the blocks. Did it bring him closer to God? Do you know what the death is, though? Nine-inch nails stuck in the intersections. What is that? It's a crucifix. No. Oh, what is it? Pinhead's face and body. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Clive Barker was also inspired by African fetish sculptures first that had kind of like needles and pins in them. And then he kind of uh, kind of morphed into S&M clubs. And, I mean, they are sadomasochists, so it's not a, a stretch. Mm-hmm. So he included the S&M and the Marquis de Sade angle to these characters, uh, and the Cenobites. Doug Bradley actually didn't even want to play Pinhead, by the way. He was supposed to play the role of the mover. It was That's either it? that or Pinhead. And he was like, I don't know if I want to do Pinhead because... One, I'm going to have to wear all this makeup and no one's going to recognize me. And two, I'm going to have to wear all this makeup and it's going to take forever to put on. (laughs) So he was like, I don't know. Right. So at the time, he was worried that, that, you know, nobody would recognize him pretty much. And he was offered the role 
uh, and settled on Pinhead. But apparently the rumor is, is that the guy who played the mover actually auditioned for the role and won it before he had a choice to make a chance and say anything anyway. Oh. So it kind of happenstance that he got Pinhead anyway. Which is probably a good move for him. Exactly, because he was the perfect fit. Right. And even the at the rap party, the funny thing is, is that when he was... When he showed up to the rap party, nobody recognized who the fuck he oh, was. Oh, his makeup? Yeah, so they were like, who the fuck is this guy? Until everybody told him, and then in the sequel came out, then everybody knew. Right. So, because they only showed, like, one small, tiny section of him in the first movie, right? Right. Like, in the very beginning. No, that was the second movie. Is it the sequel? I'm always, yeah. I See what I mean? I combined the two. It's, like, yeah. really hard. Now, the puzzle box that we everybody always talks about, the Lament... Lament configuration puzzle box the idea came to clive by his grandfather who bought a puzzle box from the far east and he brought it home and he just thought it was so mysterious that he kind of always puzzled on it like and thought you know what if this is the key to open up hell or whatever so that's where that came from mm -hmm. the chatterer had uh fake teeth that they put in a mask that was covering his eyes and everything like that and the way that the teeth would chatter is that the actual actor had to do it himself. So he had to move the mask with his to jaw. To make the teeth chatter. Right. And he said that it became so hard. He did it so much that it became hard to eat. Oh, that's not good. Plus, while he was on set, they couldn't remove the mask. So he was breathing out of that hole in the mouth for everything. Suck up some. And he couldn't see at all. Could he suck on some Welch's butterscotch suckies? Sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm sure he could, but like, uh, there's also something else that happened that I'll get into later. Uh, it's, it's probably trivia for this next movie because there's not much. Uh, but they had a bunch of sex scenes in this movie as well that they were unable to film and some that they were. But Dang. it got cut because this movie received an X rating at the U.S. Um, Census. Censor board. Yeah. So Frank and Julia's actor, the the actors also declined several of those moments as well. They said it was too much. One of the scenes that they did record was them spanking somebody. Jesus. And the censor board had issue with that. Right. Because it's too sexual. Well, you know, it's too much when the actors are refusing. Right. There was also another part where the when you see um, Frank in her brother and her father's body, when he gets torn mm -hmm. apart, mm -hmm. there was a scene where his head flies open and his brain comes popping out they had to cut that down for the sensor board as well um i don't know it's just so weird to me the spanking though because that just seems so light and seems silly dumb and like i mean we don't know maybe they, they were butt naked and spanking and then poop is coming out i mean you don't know one of the scenes that they had to cut out which was just out of this world like i was like what they had a scene where they were gonna have pinhead who was going to hold when they, cause you never really see them like strap down Julia really. Like she's just laying on the bed mm -hmm. with the puzzle box in her hand and her face is all torn open. Pinhead shits on her chest in that scene. No, that's no. <laughs> Sorry. You totally I, I, just made that up because I, I did the poop joke. So you had a one up. No, me. no, I wrote it down actually. <laughs> <You did>? so, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You can suck a dick. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's right here. You t I try like to an example, you. they were going to have Pinhead shit on Julia's <laughs> chest. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, inside jokes. It's not in there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to cut that one out, folks. Sorry, Fecophilia. Anyway, uh, Hellraiser and Halloween 
Did you know they almost had a crossover? How? I yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, so, Jason and Freddie. I mean, you can understand right, that, right? But Let me explain. When and you can tell their dimensions and shit, you know. Well, let's let's hear me out here. So I like I wondered if this had anything to do with the producers' cut. First of all, they don't explain why it happened, but the producers' cut of Halloween is very like rune symbols, where they have fucking Ant Man, fucking like trying to figure out the runes. Mm -hmm. a scratch and all this other bullshit and like there's a scene where like michael myers won't cross these runes and like they pass on the fucking evil to other people and shit and it's like really weird a lot of people hated it but it was one of those movies you couldn't get the producer's cut oh okay except on like this test reel that they did like back in the day and they finally got it Mm -hmm. and put it in the halloween box set oh and then eventually sold it yeah I, i bought it individually just to have it right um but anyway, they- you know what would be sorry. You know what would be a good Hellraiser crossover? Alien. Uh, yeah. Let me hear me out. No. <laughs> they canned it, and then it resurfaced when Freddy and Jason came out. So like the idea for Jason and or excuse me that uh, Hellraiser and or Pinhead and and Michael Myers re came back up because Freddy and Jason did so well in the theater. So Doug Bradley even sat down with Clyde Barker supposedly and was willing to draw up a draft of the movie with whomever Mm -hmm. and it seemed like they were really interested in doing this and you know it was also rumored that even john carpenter might actually direct it oh weird so but i think it was a little that may be a little far-fetched because that doesn't seem like something john carpenter would want to do right but that that was a different time you know freddie and jason came out maybe he would have been interested you know i know nowadays i don't think he would have done something like that you know what i mean but I feel like, yeah, it's just too much of a stretch. But the producers can the idea indefinitely, though, and it never did happen. But the funny thing is, is that Freddy versus Jason was supposed to have Pinhead in their movie as well. Mm-hmm. Which, that's why this idea came up with the, you know, Haddonfield Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. It, it never got shot, though. Essentially, how Freddy and Jason would basically kill each other and no one would win and they would both go to hell. And Hellraiser, Pinhead, would fucking step in and pull him into their domain mm-hmm. because they didn't they don't die or feel pain or you know what i mean like or right you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so i don't know exactly how that would have been <laughs> but it was too much to do since they figured they would have had a hard time getting the rights for pinhead from dimension films and new line wasn't down for it either so Makes but sense. speaking of crossovers though did you know that sherlock holmes and Hellraiser had a crossover. They had a crossover? Yeah, in a book. Oh. It was called Sherlock Holmes and the Servants of Hell, where he finds a puzzle box ah. that opens a doorway to hell. Oh. And it was written by Paul Kane that you can actually read right now, guys. I wonder how he got out of that. I don't know, but I heard the, the story's pretty cool. Oh, okay. It's a little schlocky, but it's fun. Uh couple more things and then we'll move on to uh just kind of like our favorite stuff and then we'll get on to the next movie the trivia is pretty much the juicier fucking you know yeah shit because it's classic right but the changes that were made to the movie from the novel were pretty major like you know we've we've been learning a lot about this since they wanted to do the new pinhead with the female pinhead or the you know non-gender pinhead which they're having a transgender person fill the role of this new Hellraiser that's coming out. And it's mm-hmm. it's 
been kind of mixed on both sides as to what people think. But I think now that we've seen the trailer, a lot of people kind of understand now that Pinhead was never had never had a gender. Right. In the book, Pinhead was genderless and was supposed to have the voice of an excited girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. With very more definite feminine qualities than male. Plus, Pinhead in the book, from what I recall, wasn't even the lead Cenobite. So okay. they made him into the lead Cenobite for this movie alone because they needed to have this, like... Presence. Yeah, they needed to have someone to represent all of the bad stuff. Right. So, same pattern, by the way. Uh, 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 same pattern on the head, by the way, is, is the same as they had it in the movie, the book, and everything. Oh, okay. Um. And I also believe that the name Pinhead isn't even used because they didn't really come up with the name Pinhead until the second movie. Do they even use in the second movie? Do they even yeah. use the name? I don't know if they use it in the sec- second one. Um, I, I was trying to watch out for it. I don't remember them saying. But they definitely didn't say it in the first one. Oh, film. definitely not. They didn't say anybody's name. They speak to him about like they, they call him the uh, Hell Lord or... You know, the, I forget what they call, I forget the, the word in the book, fucking hell oh. something. I can't remember, hell servant or... Hell razor? No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just thought it was interesting to mention some of those things. They also made a pinhead, a sort of a, they were going to, the producers were trying to force Clive Barker to make pinhead into a kind of later version of Freddy. Of course. Because they wanted him to have, like, catch lines and things that they say. Yeah, because that's what makes money. That's what right. was making money at the time. And that's I, think, why- I think this is why horror fans and action fans are very similar in some regards, is because of that. Mm-hmm. Is those one-liner thingies. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, it's fun. That and the gore and the violence and shit like that, too. Right. Um. But, yeah, they were going to do it, and that's when Clive said, fuck you, this is not the movie I'm making. And that's when he realized he had more power than he... He did because they were like, okay, 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 okay. He was like, I want him to be more like Dracula. Mm -hmm. Articulate. I don't want him to be this joke. He's not supposed to be even a bad guy, really, even. Right. He's supposed to be like this hell lord who is like indifferent. Right. And is about pain. He's he's able, he has the ability to be able to sense good and evil in people. Mm -hmm. That's what fucking Pinhead is supposed to be or the lead Cenobite. But yeah, so that's it for the trivia, guys. I hope some of that is kind of new to you because some of it was for me. Um, I didn't want to just do the regular IMDb bullshit. You know what I mean? I wanted to kind of dig around a little bit and kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit. And I found some stuff on that. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It is interesting. It was interesting. Um, What are some of your favorite scenes in the movie that you like? Well, in the beginning, I really liked the scene where, you know, they go there in the house, you know, and... uh uh frank no sorry larry cuts his hand because they're moving a mattress and he cut his hand on a nail and then he's like gushing blood like all over the floor look at it 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 was so gross yeah and then he's he's like he doesn't like blood um but then when the blood drips on the floor like the blood starts moving and see like a heart underneath or something like beating yeah and then and then all of a sudden the blood like gets sucked in and then this recomposition of this guy starts to form. I thought that was really cool and how the brain stem attached to the spinal column. Right. And it was just like this this really cool um, 
you know. They had like three little like fingers or whatever on his neck before his head like came back together. Yeah. It was like kind of weird. So it was like morphing back into a body. I'm sure it was just how they like, because they did everything in reverse, obviously. Mm Right. Right. You know, they had to melt the dude down. But yeah, and then he screeches like a fucking weasel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought it was great. That is pretty cool. I also like when he's like rolling around on the floor, sucking on the dead people and shit. Like, that's kind of funny to me. <laughs> like uh, like Dracula. Right. And then the other great shit, obviously, is like when I, I really like the part where Frank is like wearing um Larry, the, her father's skin. Uh-huh. And then, like, he's, like, chained up in the room because she makes a deal with them to, because she opens the box or whatever. She finds the box and she, like, figures it out and then, like, makes a deal with fucking Pinhead and the gang. And they, she's like, I'll bring you to Julia and Frank. Frank has escaped you and there's no way he's escaped us. There's no way to escape. But but he could sense something. Pinhead could sense something. So yeah, he made a deal so, with her yeah. and, and he said, you know, if you if you don't honor your deal, then we're going to we're going to make you suffer pain even legendary, legendary in hell. <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. But when Frank gets into her dad's skin, which is like fit on his face and you can see the ridges around his like hair and shit, yeah. which is so great. It was cool. So disgusting and like mm-hmm. gross. Um, I love when he gets pulled apart and he's like, he licks his lips and then he's like, Jesus wept. Oh, and yeah. Then, and blows up and the door slams. Yeah, skin gets all stretched. Dude, it's so cool. I don't know. I just... It's, it's, such, it's such a fucking dark... It's so weird. Like, that's why... That's so dark. It's so like, too, like, weird. why would you say it? Jesus wept? Um, okay. Like, <laughs> what? What? Oh, because he was up on the cross like this. Oh, okay. He had his arms pulled apart. I didn't I didn't notice that. I was looking at his face. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's another scene in one of the other Pinhead or the other Hellraiser movies where he turns his head to the side and holds his arm out uh-huh. in front of the, the, the pulpit or the... Uh, at a church or whatever, and the candles are in the front. Which actually, if you ever if you ever see the Ghost Band performance, right, they do right. the exact do the same, same thing. thing. And okay. there's even I just looked at Doug Bradley's like Facebook recently, and he has pictures of them together, mm-hmm. uh, like at the show. I want to go to one of those shows. Yeah, I, you know, even though I'm not a big fan of the band, it probably would be really cool to That's go like see a, them. Yeah, like gore. Like no right. one, no one buys gore. Like, I didn't even. I'm not even a, show. I'm not like a Grateful Dead fan, but I went to go see the Grateful yeah. Dead because <laughs> I now I can say I saw Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan live, <laughs> which is fucking amazing, right. right? Same thing with like I saw fucking what was the um oh, Van Halen? No. Shot through the heart. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi and Extreme I saw together. Oh. So (laughs) that was one of my first shows, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny. It was in Maryland, too. One of my friends bought me tickets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, it was like carnival shows, like where the band played and stuff, you know. Do you know what my first concert was? What? Remember Snow? Oh, Informer, you know my name is Snow and I'm a player. I lick my dick down. down. (laughs) That was my first concert. That's the only song you ever had. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What was that other one? There was another band that was like around that time. It was like Pop Goes the Weasel. Do you remember that band? Oh, I think so. Pop Goes the Weasel because the weasel goes pop. Pop. It was another rap band like around that time. 
the cheesy pop. Yeah, rap. like they only had the pop one hit rap. wonder, and they were like, yeah. "Oh, we're gonna make them big. We can make them big by throwing money at them." Yeah. And then they went into debt. Yeah. <laughs> they got hooked on drugs. A lot of those people actually went on to like record. Um, could be producers. And producers stuff. and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Biggest one is the uh, four non blondes chick. Mm. She's like a huge producer. Yeah, you don't realize this stuff until like it's like well, we're old. So you well, know. that the fame isn't like behind the scenes, right? So you know right. what I mean. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> what's another scene uh, that you liked? Oh, so when uh, she was like in the dimension, and then that two-headed creature. No, are he's oh they like, opened the chasing do- after her boyfriend and her are running down the stairs. She yeah. drops the box and opens the the door opens yeah. and the stinger demon is there. Yeah, the stinger two-headed demon. That was a cool demon. Yeah, that kind of reminds did I see me him again. I don't know, and it also reminds me of House, the movie House, where he upstairs the closet door opens and the monster comes through like that. Oh, okay. And it also reminds me of uh, In the Mouth of Madness when all the creatures are coming through. Oh, okay. For whatever reason. Beyond the threshold, Lex. Um, I thought Julia's death should have been better. Yeah, it was weird. It's like he double crosses her and that's cool and all, but I feel like it should have been more... Dramatic. Dramatic, yeah. Like, it should have been a finer revenge. What, did he just stab her? He was because like... she's really bad, and it's like she fucking... You could say that she's, like, you know, being pressured by a fucking demon that's escaped hell, but no, she was lured in because see, this is where that that dysfunctional marriage thing comes into play. Right. She was so just didn't want to be in her marriage. She, she got married too to, early and all that. Other yeah, stuff. all that stuff. And then you know the brother was so she fucked her brother, his brother, the night before their wedding. Yeah. So and that was so alluring. So again, when she sees him like this, like she liked that, you know, yeah, drama. It's the drama. I love when uh, Julia's like pushing, like solving the box as she's like, you know, as the Cenobites are coming to get her and she's like really quick about it. Julia or Christy? Christy. Sorry. Kirsty. Okay. Christy. Christy, whatever. However you say it. I knew I was going to forget how, how to say it once we started recording. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but he's like, Pin is like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and she's like, go to hell. Go to hell. And then we're like, what? Like, uh, pretty sure that's where they want to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fine, I'll go back home and eat some hush puppies. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, hush puppies. Yeah, I haven't had those in a long time. But some anyway. bonbons. Classic movie. If you guys have other scenes that you liked, I'm sure we like oh, them yeah. too. We're just not going to tell you everything. There is another movie that we did watch, and that is the sequel to this movie, and it is called. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 from 1988. All right. Christy, what, what, Christy, Kisty <laughs> is brought to an institution after the horrible events of Hellraiser, where the occult obsessed head doctor resurrects Julia and unleashes the Cenobites and their demonic underworlds. Booyah. Yeah. Okay. Tagline They will tear your soul apart. Again. Okay? Okay? Classic. Okay. This one was directed by Tony Randall. Who was Clyde Barker's friend, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he he is a director and an editor. He's known for directing Ticks from 1993. Amityville, 1992. It's about time. I remember liking that one. Yeah. And um, Fist of the North Star, by the way. What's that? 
That's like a action film based off a of manga. Oh, okay. Uh, he was also a director and directed most of the episodes of Beyond Belief Facts or Fiction. Yeah, which some of these stars are in, too. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, written by Clive Barker. And this one uh, is Peter Atkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Atkins also uh, wrote the Wishmaster series and Hellraiser 3 and Bloodline. Uh, yeah, he did 2, 3, and 4, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, additions to this cast for the sequel since Alex already covered, you know. Yeah, you don't need to do ones. the cast. It's fine. Well, but if you want to do the couple that are in it, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, additions to the cast for this sequel uh, is Kenneth Cranham. Cr- uh, he plays Channard. Uh, he was in... Dr. Channard. Or yeah. Dr. Channard. He was in Valkyrie. Channard, isn't it? Channard. I don't know. Now you got me saying it fucked up. <laughs> You're saying it channered now. He it's like Shenard. Sh- he was in Valkyrie, Layer Cake, and he was in Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay. We have Imogen Borman, who plays Tiffany. Uh, she did uh, She did make some TV movies after this, but nothing else since 1994. It's probably because she doesn't have a speaking role in this, except for one word. Right. Uh, we also have William Hope, who plays Kyle. Mm. He was in Scanners, Aliens from mm. 1986. Uh, Tim Burton's Dark Shadows. He was in Captain America and is an extremely successful voice actor. It is in like every video game ever made. Nice. Not joking. The budget for this movie was $3 million. Opening weekend, it made $3.1 million. Mm. And what do you think of Hellbound Hellraiser 2, Alex? Well, admittedly, this is a movie that has some cheese to it, but... Going as far as they do with Clive Barker's work is always going to kind of, it's bound to have an overlapping in taste or style. Some might say hellbound to happen. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I keep throwing that in there. <laughs> now, a lot of people may like this one, but many do put it down as well. It's obviously directed by someone else and Tony Randall, who I think does a damn fine job on the sequel, and it actually worked out. Clive Barker was very specific about having him do it. He didn't want anybody else to do it, and he knew that Tony Randall could handle it, and he wouldn't have any issues with as a producer. Mm -hmm. Which Randall claims, you know, this was like during a very dark time in his life. So he said that the movie's extra dark because of that, (laughs) which is, you know, perfect for this movie. And, you know, this is as seamless as, you know, from the original. So it's, you know, it's right into the next, which I often love in sequels. Connecting them is always, like, good to me, especially if there's so little bit time between them. There was a year apart between this. And, you know, they decided they were going to make a sequel for this literally in Mm post-production immediately when this movie was, like, getting made, or the first movie was getting made. So they were right on it to do it. But... You know, there are other movies that don't do straight sequels that uh, can be bad, like really bad. But there are a few good ones that exist, by the way. But I feel like the script answers so much more. And it really does show you that the world of Hellraiser is just so much bigger than we ever conceived. It even shows us hell, which I loved, a.k.a. Hellbound, obviously. But, you know, it, it they delve into some pretty clever five head chess moves with the Dr. Chenard, which is, you know, character his character pretty much evolves into some crazy shit by the end of this movie which is really awesome to watch i like that transition and that change even if it's a little hard to swallow it's like we got fucking shit coming out of hell i think we'll be all right Mm -hmm. on the reality tip 
Uh, but this one also had a bigger budget and a bigger story with a lot of subplots that make you wonder, like, what nooks and crannies of hell are there? And it really kind of, as a person who likes to imagine, it really just fills a lot of spots, but also makes you wonder even deeper. And I think that's why I like this one so much in a lot of ways that the first one sort of opened up doors to, but not necessarily the kind of doors that I feel Clive Barker is best known for. He seems to just go wild and he is the like sequel kind of guy. You know what I mean? So, but it is cheesy. Even Roger Ebert hated the film, but I still loved it. That's why, you know, I won't watch it unless I see the first one. Same with the other way around, too. So this one just seems a little bit more cosmic, Lovecraftian, with like a Geiger-esque sort of feel with the whole Leviathan thing and the, the maze and stuff like that. It just feels aesthetically like Giger, you know, mm-hmm. which I love. And plus, when I was younger, I appreciated a lot of sequels for going there more often than the original films did, because usually the testing bed is the original film, you know, with a little bit of money, one million dollars in this case. And then they prove themselves and get a lot more and they do some more wilder, riskier shit. And that's why I like sequels when I was a kid. Now I kind of understand that it's like a balance, you mm-hmm. know, and some can do it right. Some can do it wrong. Admittedly, this one goes over the over the top a little more than some people like, Mm -hmm. but I still think it belongs to the first film. It's like one big epic, like I was saying, but this movie gives you all that and more. And I personally feel like it left so many questions left to be answered in my brain that obviously it took multiple films after it to finish and explaining some of it away. Although they don't really ever explain the cricket man or, but he's in like Hellseeker and all these other ones. Like he's always got the box or some sort of, you know, homeless man is like peddling the shit, you know, mm-hmm. we don't know if that's Satan or what the fuck he is. Right. But you know, they're, they, they do give some answers to that. And then, you know, somehow there's still stuff left that, you know, is for us to chew on long after we see all the movies. But I'd say it's on par with the first one, and I'd give it an 8 out of a 10, too. Honestly, both of these movies could be 9s as far as I'm concerned, really, because I'm always going to watch them again. It doesn't really matter. These are movies you should watch. These are classics. Right. They shouldn't die. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy for the, the reboot, so. Right. Excited. What about you? Yeah, the tone of this one's different. I think it's more bloodier. Yes. Because, yes, it's a lot more bloodier than the first one. Not as sexual either. Yeah. Uh, I like how Julia was the main villain in this one. I liked um, there was more of the hell dimension thing going on and we got to see more of it. And we kind of got to see a little bit of origin, you know, behind the characters. Sure. Just a little bit. Um, I like uh, Christie's more prominent. She's more of a prominent character in this one. She's not just like the the daughter who's just like trying to figure that shit out. Um, I like the aspect of the younger girl in the mental ward and the dynamic between like her oh, and Tiffany. Christy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Christy kind of um, she uh, she turned into like Tiffany's older sister pretty much like towards the end. It was like guiding her. But, you know, they needed each other still. You know, yeah. that whole dynamic. Uh, I How like, do you feel about the flow of the movie? Do you think it's it's well paced? Yeah, I think it's better than the first movie. It I agree. It wasn't as slow and stuff like that. There is some unexplained shit, though, and that's the reason I bring this up is because this movie got cut to hell. Oh, did it? A lot of stuff was cut out. Oh, wow. I like how it was, a lot of it was set in, like, the hospital setting because, you know, that's kind of scary. And then to have, like, the doctor there. I don't know if I like the doctor character. I don't like, I don't know if I liked what they did with him. 
I'm still trying to figure that out of my head. That's something I, I didn't like. I thought he was like. good. Um, Narcissist, you and know. I, no, I didn't like the way he looked when he, you know, I didn't like his look. Um, Wait till you hear also, who I, who wanted the role so bad. Oh my Wait God. Wait till you hear. Liam Neeson. No, I'm not okay. to... <laughs> um, Also, it seems like some of the scenes, they used a lot of stop motion animation. And it looked different than the first movie. Right. I got you. And it didn't look as good as the first movie. A little rushed. Yeah. Yeah. It looked not as th- smooth. Yeah. It's not as smooth. It wasn't well thought out. And I it, thought it looked good. It stood out to me, though. It stood out to me. I don't know why it bothered me. Um, but It's just pre-CGI. That's all it is. There's more strange and weird characters in this movie, which I thought was a little bit too much. It, you know what's funny, too? I There was a few moments... <laughs> I wanted to watch Death Becomes Her. I was like, this would go good with Death Becomes Her. I should watch that. That's what I thought of. And then one more thing is Alex pointed out pointed out something to me and then it ah! kind of Oh yeah, I totally it ru- forgot. It ruined the whole movie for me. So this <laughs> let me explain to you this Tiffany girl, okay? The blonde-haired girl that does the puzzles in the movie. Yeah, who doesn't talk. When the light hits her in a certain way, but then it it's like the light's always hitting her in this certain it, way. She just looks like... He, she looks like Brad Pitt from Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Like, without a doubt. I'm going to put a picture of the two of them together and you guys Dude, will totally see it. You will never see anything else. This So all I saw was Brad Pitt <laughs> the whole fucking time throughout this whole fucking movie. I was like, why is Christy with Brad Pitt? Where did Brad Pitt? And she's like blonde. She's like the longer blonde. So an interview with the vampire well, and he, the long blonde hair. We exactly, just watched, yeah. and we just watched that movie. So it's like on 4K too. Yeah, it's like stuck. But no, it's, it's the eyes. Un, it's uh, no, it's not just the eyes. It's the jawline. It's like the whole face, Alex. Dude, it looks like his sister. It yeah, really it does. really does. It's uncanny, uncanny. I can't unsee this shit. <laughs> I can. If we're going to talk about Tiffany, we're going to have to say Brad because it's Brad Pitt. That's yeah, Brad that's, Pitt. That's, that's technically his first role before he became, yeah. you know, whatever whatever his name was. Louis. Louis, yeah. Before oh, Louis. Louis. <laughs> that was great. Okay, I give it 8 out of 10, too. Really? It's, it's on par with the first one, yeah. Yeah, like where this one fails at and is a little too cheesy, it does show more stuff, so it's good in that department. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the other one is a little bit more classier, does things right more often, not as cheesy, but still little. Uh-huh. And is just a better, I don't know, it just feels like a, I don't know, easier put to, I don't know how to explain it. It just feels like where the other one lacks, this one gains, and it's kind of it's a trade-off. Versa. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I feel like they belong together. So giving it any other score, obviously, I always look forward to the second one a little bit more. So if you really want to get technical with it, I like this one a little bit more. Mm. But yeah, they're both good films. Okay, so do we know with the show, like, what's that going to be based on? What story is that going to be based on? What is show? The Hellraiser show or movie? It's a movie. Sorry, I was like, "What are you talking I about?" There's it was no a show. show. We say Hulu. In my you're mind, thinking of fucking. You're show. getting your head in an interview with a vampire, and that's why. Oh yeah, that's that shit starts soon yeah. too. So we don't know, and I don't care. I don't know. I don't want to know. No, you're right. I haven't even watched. Did I watch the trailer? I know I didn't people watch like the to, to wax poetic about what they think is going to happen. Stupid. Just watch it before you jump. I think to your opinions. 
I don't know what to think. Exactly, because we haven't seen it yet. I just, I want to be surprised. I don't really care. I don't care about being right. I just want to enjoy myself. And it'll be on next next Sunday. October 7th, guys. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and jump into our spoiler section. I have a little bit of trivia, and then we're going to go into some of our favorite scenes. There's a lot more scenes in this one that are pretty epic, (laughs) Uh, but we're just going to go over a few things, and then you can follow the timestamps down below if you don't want to listen to this part and you haven't seen the movie. Please see the movie. Both of them are up on Shutter, so you can watch them, you know. Classics. Uncut on both of them, I think. Although, I am up in the air about the sequel because I feel like this, or the, the first one, I feel like there's a longer version of the first one mm-hmm. somewhere else, and they don't have that one on. Oh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, Because well, I remember whatever. his head splitting a little, little bit different in the, anyway. But yeah, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So. New World Pictures greenlit this, like I said, in post-production, which we already know. And I'm reading it again because I'm an idiot. Uh, just a good segue to prevent anybody who's lacking, didn't pay attention, that we're getting into trivia. So Who okay. are you? Uh, I don't know where I am. <laughs> I shit my pants, and I don't know where I'm at. Oh. Nice to meet you. Okay, Madame. bye. Anyway, Clyde Barker had developed a huge, very elaborate backstory for these Cenobites in the first film. And their origins were never explored, obviously. So that's probably why we feel like this movie belongs. The sequel belongs to the first one as much as the first, because it traipses over areas that were alluded to in the first one. And he wanted to make sure that at the very least, the audience understood that the Cenobites were once human. And a lot of their backstories got cut in this one big time. And that. There was a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of their own vices led to them becoming demons. And this element was meant to underline the story of Frank, which is Oliver Smith playing the suited character. Mm -hmm. And Julia, Claire Higgins, obviously, and their corruption by lust, with the latter intended to become the ultimate villain of the series, Julia being the queen of the hell. Mm -hmm. But Pinhead, you know, obviously proved much more popular with audiences and thus became the center point in all of the sequels but tiffany aka imogen borman says only one word in this film oh shit yeah she just says shit yeah (laughs) which is like those darn kids those darn mutes you just never know (laughs) but oliver smith does uh he wore the frank suit because it's not the actual actor who played Frank. He also played the insect man who cuts off the bugs of his body in this movie. Mm-hmm. Different mm-hmm. actors. Andrew Robinson, the father from the first film, decided to not return because, you know, he was supposed to be in the sequel as, as a conjoined twin to his brother in hell. By They were like linked by arms or oh. something like that. And then they would be forced apart. And then the dad and Kirsty would help. He would help her to get out of hell. Some actually theorize that this was, you know, there was a scene on the back of the cover of the VHS back in the day of the of the sequel to this movie. In fact, actually, go grab the one on the shelf. I'm going to see if it's on there, too. But that's a later print. No, this is not the one. This is the collector's edition, which I think has like all the extras and stuff on it at the end. Like, oh, isn't that what you needed? No, 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 no. This is the unrated version, though. They had like out that came out after on the vhs copies or whatever Mm -hmm. but anyway on on the original vhs of hellbound hellraiser there was a scene of pinhead and the female cinnabite wearing a uh hospital gowns with blood all over him 
Oh. And she had blood on her mouth on the like masks that they wear. And everybody was always like, what the fuck is that? Well, they thought they theorized that that had something to do with the dad that they cut out of the movie, but that's not true. Mm -hmm. That was like an entire other scene that was cut out of the film for being too graphic. Oh. That Arrow Films, when they put out the Scarlet version, the like Scarlet trilogy of Hellraiser, that's like $660 right now online. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that has, that's one of the only places that you can see that footage. Why doesn't somebody put it online? I mean, I'm sure somebody did, but. Oh. They included it in the Arrow film box set, which is probably why it makes oh. it so expensive. Okay. That makes sense. Andrew Robinson basically felt like it was done and he didn't really need to be in the role anymore because the role wasn't enough meat on the bone for him to really stick around anyway for it. This film is, uh, along with Titanic, the 1997 film, holds the record for the most times characters, two characters, repeat each other's names in a movie, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen Titanic. Tiffany and Kirstie. They say it over and over and over again. Oh, in this my one. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's Titanic from 1997. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. N- 97. Anyway. Now, this is uh, this is another thing about the chatterer in the movie is big controversy about that. The chatterer had been changed because the Nicholas Vince, who, who played him, couldn't see or hear while wearing the headpiece. Remember I mentioned that? Right. Also, there was a subplot on his background of why he couldn't see and why he later had eyes in the in this movie. Because did you notice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks like a troll later yeah. versus what he did before, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It looks terrible. But he had eyes so that he could see, and, that, and they didn't really explain it. There was a scene in the movie that they cut that did explain it, uh. and, and that was cut. So there was a lot of backstories for all the Cenobites that got cut, too. Hmm. There was one, a story about the, one of the, apparently in the movie when they were making it, one of the hooks, um, when he gets stabbed in the chest with a spear from the fucking doctor, mm-hmm. the chatterer got stuck to the pole, and when he drops off of the, when he got down from it, a hook just happened to catch him right in the mouth, under the teeth, the fake teeth, <gasps> and into his jaw, oh, no. and he was screaming, uh, like, you know, no, no, uh, hos- uh, nurse, 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 nurse. Oh, no. So he got really hurt really bad, which apparently everybody says he won't shut up about. But I mean, come on, dude. That's yeah. pretty fucking scary. You know, Yeah, that's a weird injury to obtain on too. your face, yeah. too. Like you're a fucking actor. Yeah. yeah. So but anyway, they never included the explanation as to why. So Pinhead. They did kind of show a little bit of uh, his backstory was later explored in part three, which you can, you know, watch in that one a little bit more. And then in part four as well. And there's just more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But supposedly the Kenneth Cranham, who played Dr. Chenard, remember I told you that there was a guy that would have loved to play this character? Oh, yeah. He I was forgot. friends with a younger version of Gary Oldman. Oh, and uh, he was uh, he had told him about his job as the Dr. Chenard. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oldman said that he was always so jealous of that role until oh, wow. he got the role Dra- in Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, of course. So which, you know, obviously he slam dunked. Oh, yeah. But isn't it interesting to think about what a Gary Oldman Dr. Chenard in this movie would have been? like? Oh, my God. Like, I think it would have been better. It would totally would have been better because he doesn't he, really speak. He just kind of observes 
and lets things happen. Until he gets in hell. He's a little subservient, too. Mm-hmm. Because she, Julia, really yeah, easily fucking manipulates Julia's, him. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, maybe this wouldn't have been. He needs to stand out like he would have stood out more. I mean, instead of being this weird creature thing. This is 10 years before, or how many years? Yeah, 10, or no, five years before mm-hmm. he did Dracula. Dracula. So I wonder what it would have been like if he, if, he, if it wasn't up on the table. I'm just saying, like, theoretically, right? Would it, would it have been a better role? Right. And I remember him being in fucking Leo or was it Leolo or no, no, no. Leo, the professor, the professional. Professional. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Leolo. That's another movie. That's an Italian movie. It's really fucked up uh, about a kid and like masturbation and weird shit. It's really gross. It's like, <laughs> but it, there's some really fucked up scenes in that movie, by the way. Any, anybody ever heard of that movie? Let me know. It's a really fucking weird movie. But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting to bring up. Leviathan in the film, which was the shape that was like floating in the middle of the maze, the matte <laughs> painting maze that they had in uh, there. They had a lot of matte paintings in this one, by the way, yeah. which is an old technique they used to use. So it's pre-CGI, obviously. Right. But they had a noise that accompanied in the scene. You could hear like this deep horn sound that would sound off while it was spinning. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a Morse code to that sound. Oh, really? That the sound design people did. <laughs> Can you guess what it said? Just, it's Help one word. Me. Help. Hell. No. God. Oh. Because he was a Lame. god. Leviathan is a god. Oh, I see. I see. I of see. Of the underworld. Right. I don't know why he's a shape, but does does God need to be a physical being? Right. You know what I mean? Like, he could be a fucking triangle sphere. <laughs> Whatever the fuck what? that thing was. I don't know. A diamond? Like, what is that? What do you call that thing? That was another really cool thing that they did in the movie, too, is that fucking Pinhead changes the fucking box to make it even more complicated to a second layer. Right. Which I thought was really cool because it's like, oh, fuck. Added element. Right. But of course, Tiffany's a goddamn fucking, you know, auteur for puzzles. Right. She knows her shit and she just knows how to figure it out. (laughs) You think you could trick me, bitch? There's a couple of surprises in the film, too, because... In the first movie, you know, Frank escapes hell and Julia escapes hell in this one. Yeah. Which is through such... The ma- through the mattress. Dude, that fucking scene, man, is fucking awesome. Like, I love that scene. Uh-huh. That is such a cool idea. It's it's schlocky. It's kind of schlocky. You're, yeah. n- you're never going to be able to, to pull that off as well as they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wraps her arms and legs around him when he cuts himself. Like, she, he lures the fucking mental patient into his fucking lair sets him down on the bed he thinks there's insects all over him and hands him a fucking razor razor, and then just starts cutting his body and they show they like flash back and forth Mm -hmm. which i fucking love that because it like puts you in his mindset and then he's like laying down and then she wraps her hand legs and body around him and is like tackling him to the ground and he's like reaching for the curtain where fucking Kyle, the fucking nurse, has has snuck in and like been trapped in there and he doesn't right. know how to get out. So he's like, help me. Help yeah, and he's me. like, oh shit, he's gonna grab the curtain. It's like, oh fuck, you know, like what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? And then he pulls she pulls the guy down and then like sticks her hand in the back of his head. It was like Yeah, it was crazy. Ugh. And then starts sucking on him like a Welch's <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did you see his little blueberry face? <laughs> his 
little grape sucker face. <laughs> I wonder if she had any sucks. <laughs> hey, Grandma, you got any sucks? I'm sorry. It's just funny to me. Anyway. Um, Did you like in the beginning how they kind of, they kind of, I, I didn't catch it at first. Well, hold on. Let me finish what I was oh, saying. I, I just want to mention the one last little thing. The one acting tidbit that Shenard did, which she was like, help me. And then he just like pushes over the fucking mattress to her like a couple of inches. Oh, yeah. And then crawls back on on the bed and like rejuvenates in the pile of blood that she was in, which is weird. weird, But it's also kind of like, you know, it's kind of for whatever reason, it just kind of made me think of like uh, the Blues Brothers. I know this is so wild, but in, in the Blues Brothers, like Dan Aykroyd had written it so that when they parked their car in the garage, it would soak like the uh, the the Blues Brothers garage. Their car would get superpowers mm-hmm. and get supercharged for when they went out on adventures. Oh, which you never they never tell you in the movie. It's just something that they did that he wrote because he wrote the script for Blues Brothers and it was right. way way more wild than anything that they had have written. You know what I mean? Right. But I thought it was just really cool. Like it just reminded me of that. You know, she's recharging on the on bed mm-hmm. so that she can have her powers or whatever. So mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Oh, in the beginning when uh, they kind of gave you a origin story of Pinhead, I didn't get it at first because I didn't recognize him. I didn't recognize him oh, as a I human. Did. Yeah. yeah, they were trying to humanize him. And then they started, you know, he got sucked into hell and they started putting pins in his head. I was like, oh. Well, the chains come out. And grab him. Yeah, which is really cool. Which they later cheesed up really bad because... There's that scene where the fucking uh, where Kirsty and Tiffany think they escaped hell and they're in the fucking ward and all of the patients are like playing with the with boxes, the boxes. <laughs> and there's literally just loose chains hanging off their face, <laughs> which is supposed to be like, you know, taut, like, I mean, taut is in tight. Right. On their face. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of like hanging like some Sinead O'Connor bullshit. <laughs> So it like really lost its like, you know, uh-huh. its punch. Like if they would have, like it was like their cheap way of saying that the box had grabbed onto them and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like right before Shenard like appears in the doorway, doesn't he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> to think I rejected this. <laughs> Whatever he says, right? See, that's where I think Shenard's is wings kind of really come out is that he's this huge narcissist that instead of like all the other Cenobites in the movie where they have this past that they've forgotten about, he's like a Cenobite that embraces his doctorness and mm-hmm. remembers who he is because he's so bad and so evil mm-hmm. that he's willing to go to any lengths to experience. So is that what made him more powerful to start killing the other Cenobites? I didn't get that. I was like, this guy just got here. Like, he just got into hell. And right. he's, like, destroying, like, they've yeah, been no. there for centuries. You might want to earn your stripes, buddy. Yeah, before you just come in and try to take over. Yeah, like, kicking furniture over and rearranging yeah, the goddamn place. Yeah, what the place. hell, dude? It's not time for your weird photos that everybody doesn't like. And maybe clean up your fucking dishes once in a while, fucking Shenard. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> how how awesome what was it we do you remember the last time we watched hellraiser 2 no we watched it on joe on uh uh joe bob's drive-in 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. And we were doing the Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, this is what my eggs feel like when they get... <laughs> when my <laughs> when his face gets like... The, the wires come across his face and she's mm-hmm. and Julia's talking to him. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's how my eggs feel when I put them in my salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> That's totally what it is too, you yeah. know what I mean? With those like the little egg cutters. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I think I'm funny. Um <laughs> so that's all that matters, guys. You know, once you get old, who gives a fuck if anybody else is laughing? As long as you're laughing at yourself. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, right, exactly. Uh <laughs> which is also why I'll never be a comedian. Because <laughs> I laugh at my own shit. <laughs> um what was I going to say? Uh, what's another scene that you like? Oh, the one when Julia like gets her skin back and uh, I or think- no, not Julia. Yeah, Julia gets her skin back. She gets her skin. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and then she starts fighting. There was a scene when she was fighting with Christy, and I think Tiffany was there too. Oh, and her skin. Then her skin rips off. Do you remember that? Right. That's the part that was. I was like, oh, death becomes her. I need to watch that. Oh, <laughs> because, I see. Because, you know, their skin would fall off. So right. I thought that was funny. Well, I like that. And I liked, also, I liked how Christy took, then Christy took Julia's skin and put it on her to save Tiffany from the evil doctor. There is definitely some loose, uh, loose uh some loop like little holes in the plot and stuff like you get like okay here's an example so there's a scene where kyle and christy show up at chenard's house after julia's already fucking killed she has like a a fuck like a fucking suck box full of fucking dead people hanging from fucking like christmas trees from the fire or like ornaments from the fucking the ceiling remember uh-huh she's sucked dry <laughs> that's why right. i call it the suck room the sucking the suck sucking room. the welches yeah <laughs> her and grandma biddles have their socks on um but yeah kirsty comes running and talks to julia who now considers herself a queen and she gets bit slapped which shenard suddenly appears directly after that because kyle gets killed there too mm-hmm. and then shenard appears with tiffany the like girl who saws puzzles mm-hmm. and like also apparently doesn't mind uh, a dozen shriveled up bodies dangling in the suck room <laughs> yeah <laughs> like here's she just walks her in like no big deal mm-hmm. and it's like like she may be a mute but i I think she can see bodies, you know, for Christ's <laughs> right. sake. It might be a little affected by them. Right. Mutes aren't fucking, they're not stupid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's almost like a stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's too stupid to know what's going on. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it's like, oh, I, I love what you've done with the place. I don't know where I'm at. I'm stupid. <laughs> That's the first line she says in the movie, you know. <laughs> oh, I love what you've done with the place. Wonk, 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 wonk. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, I really wish we saw more Butterball. I love him in this. <laughs> you in the, just in, love Butterball. I do. I like I like his makeup effects. Like his his weird, like, it's like his face like comes to a, like a little tiny little Eggman face mm-hmm. in this big, big old fucking bowling pin. This like portly bowling pin that just like kind of waddles around and stuff. And that in the chatterer, it's like I want to know where the chatterer boy comes from. 
Like, what's his backstory? What the fuck did that kid do mm-hmm. in order to become a hell demon, you know, or hell priest, whatever? That's what they call him, hell priest. Hell priest. <laughs> Jesus, I finally get it. Um, <laughs> All this time. Yeah, like, what, could, what, what was the desire for that kid? I don't know. Like, it's why weird. would a kid be so evil that he would be able to be turned into a demon because of his desire yeah, I for know. toys? Was he, like, a spoiled child or something like that? Like Maybe he killed his animals or something. Ooh. Like, messed up. Hey, that might be cool. You know. I mean, it's not cool, but you know what I mean. I mean, how old were those Slender Man kids? It's true. You know? Like, kids can kill. Which is why they all need to be sacrificed. <laughs> That's why they need to be aborted. Before, during, or after. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, freedom. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm fucking around. Uh, see, we're trying to save the world here, folks. We're not fucking pedophilic yeah, you know? Satanists, okay? Just, that are trying just... to steal hormones out of babies' heads or anything. <laughs> I mean, even Clyde Barker can come up with some weird shit like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. You should. Know. It was funny. All right. Um, did you notice that the Dr. Shenard also had like a penis thing stuck yeah. to the back of his head? Yeah. And, yeah. That they, was they, they try to cover it by putting a fucking like worm saw mouth thingy that spins like a fucking like a blender on the top and it like digs into his head. It's, but if you look at the stalk of that worm on the back of his head, it is a dick. That is yeah. a straight up dick. They don't, well, I didn't see that anywhere, but I just know because it looked like a fucking huge hell cock. Maybe it's Leviathan's cock. Maybe, um, maybe cause he is a dick. I like how some of the dicks, <laughs> I like how some of the dicks had like surgical knives in the middle of them. Did right. You that? It was creepy. And then you have, what is it? Kirsty wearing Julia's skin and then kisses the demon, Shenard. I know. And then Tiffany's hanging on the side. Yeah. And then Julia, well, Christy and Julia. He sees her solving the puzzle and shoots his worm hands into the ground, which he can't break free from. Like they're stuck in the ground. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and his head. He pulls his head off. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, It's like a cartoon. Yeah, it's like, don't pull that hard. You don't want to lose your head over the whole situation. That's uh, how he dies. Right. Like, I feel like that could have been a better death a little bit. It's a cool-looking mm-hmm. death. It's just like, it, it. just seeing Julia or Tiffany, like, jam the fucking Leviathan in his head or something like that mm-hmm. would have been fucking pretty cool, too, you know? Right. And then him back up and ripping his head off or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that might have... You know, maybe she pulls it back out of his head and then he backs up and then rips it off. Mm-hmm. And the dick goes floating, squirting like weird shit out of it when it's <laughs> too much. All right. Sorry. Anyway, so they do have sort of like a stinger before the end of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. They show the movers at Dr. Chenard's house, like where the police and everything are showing up or whatever. And then there's like the blood bed and this dude just comes in and starts touching. And he's like, look at this. Come look at this. And then he gets pulled in and then his body's like in half. <laughs> half, and half of his, his legs are hanging out the side. Right. Side, but the rest of his body's missing. So his, his friend comes in. Yeah. And then like, it's like you see the, this box because they've been showing the box in the first one. And then the second one, there were like these big, like eight by eight fucking blocks that were hanging from the ceiling that had like body parts and stuff on it. Oh yeah. yeah. And then they have that pop up out of the bed 
and there's a specific type of music. Did you notice it? Yes. It was like carnival music. Yeah, because like a circus. Well, it's because they did have that circus scene. That's where I thought. That's why. What circus scene? Yeah, they had a circus scene when they were in hell, like right before oh, the doctor. You on the matte painting where it says, "Yeah, you're right," but yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's connected to that. But I was wondering. My thought process is maybe they were trying to throw them a bone to like push it towards the circus, where like this box oh. goes to like the the like wonder tent, you know, like the. Come on down and see the alligator penis man, you know, oh, like yeah. whatever fucking, you know, and then like they have that in there and there's like weird shit on it. But then, you know, you see part three and then he buys it as an art piece in the third one. Right. Oh, OK. So. But yeah, that's when you see the cricket man. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't know. I just th- wondered if they were going to do something where, like there was like a plan to possibly do like a carnival sort of thing, because the same guy who wrote this wrote Wishmaster, which there's a scene in the Wishmaster where he banishes this dude into hell through a mirror in Wishmaster. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I'm getting that confused with something else, but he gets trapped on the other side of the mirror and it's like in a carnival. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's like, give me a wish, whatever the fuck it is. Ah, I don't know. I, maybe I'm getting confused with this Wishmaster or something. Maybe you guys can help me. Maybe I'm thinking of, I'm getting I think I'm getting one of the Warlock, the Warlock Armageddon movie mixed up with the fucking one of the Wishmaster movies mm-hmm. somehow. But maybe you guys can help me out. Let me know what the fuck I'm talking about. Please do in the comment section down below. But yeah, that's it for the movie. That is our start to Voidtober. Hell fucking yeah. That was a fun episode to talk about stuff. I think mm-hmm. I like talking about the second movie a little bit more. Yeah. Had better parts. Right. I just feel like wrong marking the other movie a little lower than this one for right, some reason. Right, this is classic. Yeah. But yeah. So next week, we got some other movies that we're going to be talking about. And that is, well, we just got the new Evil Dead remake on 4K. Oh, yeah. Which also has the unrated version. We're going to be watching the unrated version of that in 4K. There is an unrated version of Evil Dead remake that you can watch that has extra footage of the 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 uh the deadites mm-hmm. and i personally think the last time i watched it it makes the movie a little bit better on the deadites side okay but the end end of the movie i didn't like so i like the original ending but we'll see mm-hmm. um and, and and hopefully you guys will watch that with us we're pairing that with another obligatory flick called nightmare city Okay, I've never seen that. Yeah, it's like a sort of not a zombie movie, even though they call it a zombie movie. It's essentially about uh, like a virus that catches people and infects their bodies and their faces. And, oh, like a zombie? And they run around <laughs> and they like shoot and kill people and like eat people and, and kill people. Like with, a zombie? No, zombies kill people with their teeth usually. Oh. This is like people with weapons. Oh, okay. So it's definitely not a... It would be like calling 28 Days Later a zombie film. You see what I'm saying? Is it? Technically, no. Because oh. they never die. Yeah, oh. they just go crazy until they die. Oh, okay. Remember? No, I don't remember. Yeah, and, they, and 28 Days Later, they talk about how they let them just sit there until they die. And then in the sequel, they showed... They talk about it even further. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. Evil Dead remake, unrated version, and... 
Nightmare City, gonna be two wild fucking movies to watch. For October. For October. Void Dober. Good job, honey. <laughs> Got me fucking it up, too. <laughs> Christina's about to fall asleep here, and I'm about to go live from the podcast onto Twitch streaming. So I'm actually doing that today for me, which is Saturday. I'm going live and it's already seven o'clock PM. <laughs> and then for you guys who are listening to this on Monday, I'll be going live today as well. And we're going to be playing some horror games. I got like a bunch of stuff that we're going to be playing. I've got uh, Dead Space 1 and 2, Resident Evil 3. We got some jump scare games, which everybody loves when I get fucking jump scared. If you saw some of the video footage in the trailer, you get a little taste of how stupid I look. <laughs> it's like a chubby dude screaming and like a, like a, like a, like a bitch. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I hope to see you guys on some of the other stuff. We'll have some more YouTube videos and everything up too. So be sure to check all of our platforms and, uh, thank you guys so much for helping us celebrate Voidtober. We got a giveaway mid-October, so next week we will either announce it on the third episode of this month. I think the third episode will be prop best because we okay. have five weeks, mm -hmm. technically. So I think the third week, it'll be mid-October. We'll announce the winner on the third, third week that we would do this, so not next week, but the following. So if you haven't signed up, do the VIP club on longlidthevoid.com right now. Other than that, thank you guys so much for stopping by, and as always, long live the void.